Hi, I'm Jory. I am playing the Truthies, and it's good to be here. I'm Eli. I'm playing the Missing Mendez, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Jillian. I'm playing the Clue Grabbers, and it's good to be here. I am Jordan, and today I am playing the V Sector, and it is good to be here. And I'm Jesse. I will be running the game today. Aliens exist, and one of them gave me a high five. It's good to be here. Welcome to Many Realms. Welcome to Many Realms. Today we are playing Folk Form Phenomena, a map-making RPG by Toronto designers and friends of the pod, Maxwell Lander and Jonathan Levstein, who describe it as a game about myth-making, belief, and a supernatural entity that plagues or blesses the land. It's a hack of Tyler Crumrine's beak, feather, and bone, and you can check it out at maxwelllander.itch.io forward slash folk. Now let's get into our game. Extraño, New Mexico, a small town west of Las Cruces. Searing sun, cool desert nights, a pretty unremarkable town, no mysteries like Roswell or military populations like Fort Bliss. Life in Extraño is relaxed, the people are friendly, and most days the biggest problem on its residents' minds is what to have for dinner. But today is not like most days. Today, rumors have been spreading through the town. Something multiple somethings glimpsed off the side of the interstate or on trails in the scrub or behind the dumpster at the 7-eleven what is it what does it do what does it want or what do we want from it that is what we're here to find out here we have our map which we will post for free on patreon when this episode airs so people can follow along with all of our shenanigans please mark up the map uh, throughout the game Basically, how this is going to work is that we're going to take turns drawing cards, which will prompt us to ask questions about this creature that has made itself known in Extraño. Then we'll sort of sketch out a narrative beat uh, with each player's faction, and in doing so, sort of create some vignettes of these factions exploring their beliefs, learning new things about the creature, and maybe getting in each other's way. The game as written has the factions as pretty minimal parts of the story, like they're pretty much just... Um, the actually they don't even have names they just like pick like one of the words like order or commerce or whatever so our game is going to have a bit more of like a, a narrative through line with the factions having like a little bit more character but ultimately what i want to emphasize is that the focus of this game is um the the creature itself and our relationships to it we want to get down to the heart of what this thing is and how we feel about it here in extraño so jury you are going to pull a card from the deck uh-huh. Actually, before you do that, why don't we talk a little bit uh, briefly about your faction? Yeah, so the Truthies are motivated by prophecy. Your classic Roswell-obsessed nerds with conspiracy boards and long-form threads about government hush-ups. Some of the Truthies may be native New Mexicans, but some have flown in from the rest of the country or the world at the sign of a new form of life being discovered. Most of them believe that whatever the creature is is extremely powerful and supernaturally intelligent, 
and making contact with it will usher humanity into a new age of advancement and enlightenment. All right. So jury is presenting this faction of uh, conspiracy heads. So now you can go ahead and draw a card from the deck. I drew the three of clubs. So that means fragment. And because it's a three, it's not a very well held belief. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so you're going to pick a hex on the map and then the suit determines what kind of encounter you've had. And the four kinds are diamonds, which is the site of some sort of miracle fragment, which I think is kind of like physical evidence, but I'm open to interpretations, a ritual site. Um, So maybe it's more about like understanding the creature's behavior or an actual sighting of the creature. And for the purposes of our podcast, we're going to kind of interpret these questions and this uh, this selected hex and this card suit all together in the form of like kind of a mini scene, which Jory will sort of take the lead over and the rest of us can jump in and help us like supporting truthies if we want. For folk, I'm going to pick what hopes or fears does the creature represent? For form, what natural phenomenon has happened here and that is attributed to the creature? And for phenomena... Describe how this place is used. So describe how this place is used. I think I'm going to go pretty literal. I've picked a part on the map that is uh, represented by a ship um, and it's bordering some water. So I imagine this is maybe a bit of a port or like like a marina or something. How do you see that fitting into the setting of sort of New Mexico? I guess New Mexico is pretty deserty, eh? So it's a bit of water in a pretty dry area. Um, lately, I think the water has risen to the point that it's like encroaching on boardwalk, on a sidewalk, like much further than it has in the history of this town. Hmm. What hopes or fears does this creature represent? The amount of water coming in would be a pretty seismic change, just like economically to this town. It's attracting lots and lots of people. People are anxious about kind of losing the anonymity of the town for the truthy specifically actually maybe that is like some are like hopeful like oh this might like put us on the map whereas other people are maybe a little bit more like no this is our secret that i want to hold dear and the rising water is gathering attention from maybe larger press cool yeah i think that's a really interesting start do we want to maybe let's jump into sort of like a little baby scenelet we have a small creek that wended its way around the outskirts of Extranio that in the last week has suddenly swollen and uh, issued forth with renewed water that has uh, spread so wide that it's starting to lap at the foundations of some houses. What's Do you want to just sort of like sketch out like a, a truthy that might be like an avatar of Jory's faction? Um, maybe somebody who lives in one of those houses that it's being encroached upon, maybe like their basement flooded. This person has talked to the local news and maybe said a bit too much. So let's um, let's do a little taste of this interview. Maybe your truthy who is in the basement, can we give him just like a name? Manny. Manny's great. Manny is standing in his basement in three inches of dirty water. He's moved all of his cardboard boxes to the top of various appliances and standing on his basement stairs is Michelle Gonzalez with Channel 4 News. She looks great in a little red power suit and she's leaning down to shove the microphone in your face. And she says, now I'm here live with Manny who says he believes that the recent flooding in Extraño, New Mexico has uh, a bit of an otherworldly source. Manny, can you tell us more? 
Hi, Michelle. Um, uh, as you can see, the water has gone all the way up and completely ruined my family home. Water's never gotten this high before, not once. I think that there's something afoot, don't you? You think somebody flooded your basement deliberately? They're trying to make the water rise. Who's and they? Well, you know, they. And so why do you think that this a being flooded your basement, Manny. Why you? Well, I don't think it's anything against me specifically. I think they need maybe a bit more um, habitat. So the water rises and I happen to be close to the water. Boy, they picked a bad place for an aquatic habitat. I couldn't think of a worse place than Extraño. But uh, Manny, thanks so much for talking to us. It's been great. And uh, we will be sure to let you know when this segment goes live. Jillian, let's talk about your faction. The Clue Grabbers are a group motivated by pride. They can be described as a bunch of simpering, apple-cheeked tweens who think they can solve any problem as long as their backpacks are strapped on tight. After busting the mystery of Old Man Woodwick's haunted ice cream parlor, the Clue Grabbers are a little big for their britches and hungry for a case that will land them on the front pages across the state. They're plucky, resourceful, and good at research, but you can probably slow them down by tying their shoelaces together when they're not looking. Cruel. I can't believe Jillian would write and record and read something so cruel. I (laughs) want everyone to know that Jesse wrote this. (laughs) Uh, You ready to draw your card? Yeah, that's a five of diamonds. So diamonds means that whatever place you circle on the map is a miracle site, something miraculous is happened uh i see jillian has circled a spider web yes okay from folk what significance does this site hold for your faction okay. what does the creature eat how does the creature's presence affect your daily lives all right what are you thinking we're gonna start with the phenomenon question because i think that's easy so i think there's graffiti on a shed in the shape of a spider web and this has to be like one of the kids' backyards or something, and it's where the clue grabbers meet to discuss. This is their secret clubhouse. <laughs> of course. But yeah, they were noticing that sometimes the graffiti web is actually literally sticky. Hmm. If that helps us answer the question, what does the creature eat? <laughs> like there was like a, a trail of like candy or something ridiculous. At the shed? Yeah. Okay. It was... Maybe trying to, like, trap a person or something that had a bunch of candy. I would be toast. Or really likes candy. (laughs) Shall we jump in with the clue grabbers on the day that they come to their hideout shed and find it uh, not as they expect? Yes. So in a nice, cozy backyard in Extraño, New Mexico with... um, beautiful little scrubby desert bushes and maybe a flowering cactus as a conversation piece. In the corner stands a garden shed. Um, It's a little bit ramshackle. It has been decorated heavily with clearly the art of children, uh, little banners and pictures. And there's a big pile of indoor shoes by the front door. And one day after school, the clue grabbers come home and find that the shed has been uh, changed a little bit. I think everyone can probably just be annoying, shitty clue crappers. Okay. I'm going to play a kid called Javier. Javier, what does the shed look like when you get to it that the creature has been around? Yeah, I think there's a big lizard on the wall of the shed. And I don't think that's particularly weird. But what's weird is that when Javier tries to shoo it away, 
it just like wiggles. It's stuck. It is literally stuck to the shed. Ew, what's wrong with that lizard? I don't know. I could get a stick. We could poke it. One of the clue grabbers give me a name. Marissa. Marissa. She is like, well, the only way to find out is to jump in head first. And Marissa runs to the sticky wall and starfishes herself across it. <laughs> Isn't that just gonna hurt? She's jumping into a wall. That's gonna hurt. Yes. <laughs> Ow! But she stays up. Marissa is stuck to the wall of the shed like the adventurous clue grabber she was destined to be. Uh, another clue grabber tries to pull her up off and gets stuck themselves. <laughs> nice. Marissa's like class best friend, Lindsay. Oh my god, I can't believe you would come and be on the wall with me. That's so fun. <laughs> I was trying to get you off the wall. This whole afternoon is off the wall. Okay, okay, okay. Get the notebook, get the notebook. We rifle through our backpacks and pull out our big red clue grabber notebook where we keep track of all of our clues. Exactly. <laughs> Case 273, the creature of Extraño. Yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm gonna draw... I'm gonna draw the shed because it's sticky. Sticky shed. Clue number one. Marissa, what does the sticky taste like? Uh, Marissa turns her head over as best she can and uh, puts her tongue out and her tongue gets stuck. And you hear her say, uh, it tastes kind of like glue, but a little bit sweeter. <laughs> that makes sense. Sweet, someone write down sweet glue. Okay, now we need to investigate the surrounding area. The clue grabbers start rifling through the the scrub and the gardening tools and the pebble bed around the border of the shed. Does someone find, I think we said candy? Yeah. Just like a weird stash of candy. Javier, you overturn a rock and you find a big pile of candy. Hey, are any of you trying to keep your candy stash in my mom's garden? No, we have a candy crate in the shed. Okay, because there's a big pile of candy under this rock. So I think somebody's been in the shed. What kind of candy is it? There's some taffy and lollipops. Ugh, taffy? None of the clue grabbers would ever eat taffy. Okay, taffy is delicious. Yeah, taffy's amazing. What? <laughs> well, Jordan, if you want to have taffy, you can join the scene if you want to have taffy opinion. But if none of us left the taffy there, then what did? Mm, whatever made the wall sticky? <sighs> I look back to the notebook, even though we've never even really looked up for it for more than a second, and to the part that says the creature of Extraño. Does it eat candy? Or it could be trying to eat lizards. Did Marissa crush the lizard? No, me, the lizard, Lindsay, we're all hanging out together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that. Maybe the lizard's like up higher than you and you're just like face to face with this lizard with your tongue out. <laughs> yeah. So so for the like candy, what is it that you're pitching as the like, it's like the monster wants candy or you said it was like that or it's luring with candy? Unknown. What does Javier believe? Javier believes that it absolutely eats candy. Wow. Should we give it more candy and maybe it will come over here and we can talk to it? We could set a trap like, you know, with breadcrumb trail or I saw E.T. How big it is. E.T. ate Reese's Pieces. There's <laughs> yeah. a little trail of them through the... Through the they did. Stop uh, laughing at me. I saw it. You're going to make me cry. I'm laughing at your American pronunciation of Reese's Pieces. American bitches love saying Reese's Pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Love you guys. So maybe we make like a trail of those and Taffy. Ugh, Taffy. 
Um, so maybe the clue crabbers resolve to set a candy trap. Yeah. Very nice. Eli, why don't you take a turn? Ten. Ooh, a ten. Oh, yeah, baby, I rule the world. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, you should, before we get into your, but deciding your questions, you should read us your faction. My faction is the missing Mendez, and our motivation is family. Extraño town councilwoman Martina Mendez just wanted to take a nice camping trip with her family. Stargazing, marshmallows, whatever. But then her 19-year-old daughter Alejandra disappeared on the second day of the trip. And then, before she could call the cops, her 79-year-old mother, Gloria, started screaming her head off, saying it was the decades-old family curse finally coming to bear, and that Alejandra was going to turn into a monster. While these were obviously the ravings of an old woman, the last thing Martina wanted was a personal scandal in election year. So it's up to her, her mother, her other kids, and their dog to track down Alejandro before she becomes... No. There's just no way. Yeah, so we got a ten of spades, so a, a ten... A spade is a sighting. Ooh. And a ten's, like, super strong. You, you're gonna have some real intense contact with this creature. Oh, hell yeah. The logical thing here is to choose one of these woods because we just were out camping. So like to immediately have another sighting, like, you know, we're still camping as soon as our daughter, my daughter disappears. When people speak of the creature, do they speak with reverence or fear some other emotion? That's what I'm gonna pick for folk. For form, Describe a physical remnant of the creature, a symbol or a sign or track. What do they leave behind that tells you they have been somewhere? And on what terms is your faction with the creature? Is there an active relationship between the two? Cool. Yeah, so uh, Martina is deep in the woods with her family. She's got her mother, Gloria, and I think Alejandra's twin sister, Luisa. When people speak of the creature, do they speak with reverence or fear? So there are some very old families in Extraño, um, kind of like a pool of families that every generation, one of them goes missing. Mm. And in exchange, the town is peaceful. The town is like relatively prosperous. And so it's kind of both it's reverence and fear obviously these families would prefer to be free from this curse um but at the same time you know there are many families who never have to experience like their child going missing in exchange um and so for them it is a blessing describe a physical remnant of the creature a symbol or a sign or a track what do they leave behind that tells you they have been somewhere i want to say that this creature is like a swarm It might be bugs. It might just be like a cloud of something. People can't usually get close enough to look, but what we generally believe in the like old families is that it it takes one of the children from each of the families and like adds them to the swarm. What question is this in response to? Describe a physical remnant of the creature. So what would tiny people leave behind? Usually all the shoes I was planning to make this week. (laughs) Or candy wrappers, which would last them a really long time. Oh, tiny people would love candy. So they so they leave behind like small buildings and also like candy wrappers riddled everywhere. Regular sized. Maybe they use candy wrappers as like part of their building materials. Taffy's like bricks for them. No wonder. Uh, And what was the last one I said? Uh, What is the relationship with the creature? The Mendez is one of the families that lose 
a family member potentially to be like a sacrifice to this swarm and in recent years they've been pretty lucky not being the chosen one so so maybe um martina thought her children were safe but they were not all right um is our scene kind of like shortly after alejandra has gone missing or have they been like searching the woods for a while um, yeah, yeah. Let's say they've been searching the woods and they thought Alejandra was just like off looking for cell service, but they found one of the like a bunch of candy wrappers. Uh, yeah, we're in the I guess the badlands of New Mexico. Martina Mendez is with her family on a camping trip and Alejandra hasn't been seen for a day and a half. And the family's starting to get worried. And Gloria Mendez, matriarch of the Mendez family, is um, feverishly flipping through her Bible and praying in uh, rapid Spanish for the safety of her child. And then she looks up at Martina and she says, you know what this is and what has happened to Alejandra. Mother, one missing child every couple decades is not a curse, it's just life. Luisa, call your sister again. There's no reply. She's always on her phone. She's always on her phone. How could she not answer her phone? I'm getting worried. Maybe she's on <laughs> Maybe she's on her phone right now talking to that delinquent boyfriend. Should we split up? I don't know. Where would we go? Around the trees? I don't know. I'm not familiar with the forest. We're not a family that is comfortable with camping. We shouldn't have done this. Okay, okay. Everyone, Gayate. Can you hear it? Listen the tiniest sounds of the tiniest feet in all the world scurrying in the sand. The dog starts barking at it. Hey! Quiet that dog. That's a growl. (laughs) (laughs) It's a small dog. Yeah. I see something there in the dirt, like little flashes of color, colored paper. What is that? Um, Martina will flash her flashlight towards and say, this is ridiculous. And we'll get closer and sees its candy wrappers. They seem to be arranged sort of deliberately, not just falling on the ground as if, I don't know, kids were littering. Martino will look closer and start cursing. Oh, what is this? Luisa, you take a look. What do you see? It takes your, your flashlight and steps in and crouches down close to the ground or like leans forward to get a closer look and starts as, as, as she stares, sees tiny, tiny, tiny eyes staring back at her. She stumbles backwards in, in astonishment. And the, the flashlight hits off a rock and flickers out. Martina will uh, turn to her mother, Gloriana, and say, oh, Mama, I'm so sorry, I never believed you. How can we fix this? And she also starts praying with her mother. You can't fix this, Martina. Alejandra has been taken by Los Pueblitos, the little people. And there's nothing we can do about it, but you have to understand it is an honor to our family that Alejandra has been selected as the sacrifice. We are the blessed Mendez family of Extraño. So now there's tiny little candy-loving <laughs> folks running around the New Mexico streets. 
Um, but I need Jordan to get in here and talk to me about V Sector. Okay, uh, V Sector. Their motivation is order. They are no-nonsense federal agents sweating through their jackets in the New Mexico heat. Their loyalty is to the U.S. government at all costs. Finding and containing the creature is their mission, and the fewer civilians know of their existence, the better. Whether they can overcome their own bureaucracy, ineptitude, and overconfidence remains to be seen. Five of spades. So that was what you just did. A sighting. Ah, good. Uh, let's start with what lies do you tell about the creature? And I think these 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 fellas are here to try and start covering up the truth, do some damage control. V sector, uh, these these fellas in these kind of jet black suits with bolo ties all walk in and because uh, they're in New they Mexico and they don't want to stand <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. And on a particularly surprisingly rainy day after, you know, uh, like a drought or, or just generally not raining as much, both with the, the channel whatever 34 news report about the basement flooding and now in nearby, perhaps in the same sector, rain falling for an extended periods of time feels very odd but they uh they move in and as they hear the kind of murmurs uh of people talking about these you know candy wrappers missing or uh, i thought i've seen tiny people as well as talking about the rain as the the the, the ideas that this news report has also started to to incept they are starting to get to uh, undoing them, claiming that they're actually researchers coming to study this new breed of ant that has been starting to pop up and run rampant in this region. That's uh, let's say attracted to like um, damp environments, and that's created the the environment for them to to thrive in. So they're kind of making themselves known and doing the rounds, and uh, in part to make their presence known as well as to try to get a little bit more validity questioned about these these little things. Now for form, let's do, does the creature reside here currently? Did they in the past describe their home or lair? In like a rocky outcropping that's near this little this little river that we, we've talked about, there's now like through both kind of wet dirt and sand and like candy has been started to like form with uh with all this rain these these little people have started to to make this kind of like tiny little city that's that's on like let's say it's like an underside of a rock or something like that something that's that's clearly hidden uh and the phenomena on what terms is your faction with the creature is there an active relationship between the two we'll just specify that further and Let's uh let's 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 say that V sector is for all intents and purposes the the baddies. The situation is that it's raining and they're still making these rounds and settling in. It's just unfortunate that it started to happen as they're trying to like get themselves settled in. And they notice like tiny, 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 almost like it would be like fireflies, like tiny little torchlight in the distance on the other side of this riverbank and they 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 go over to uh, investigate. Because you talked about how V Sector um, is telling lies and doing damage control about this, I think one one pitch I would make is that as V Sector is exploring this area and looking for signs, they have like a a resident of the town, maybe like a biologist, like a wilderness person, um, and that part of it is going to be them convincing that person that what they're seeing is like ants. 
Right. Okay. Then in the rainy kind of night as they're going around and their bolo ties are especially wet, there's a, a, a rap <laughs> at a at a door that sits a bit close, a bit more on the on the outskirts of, of, of town. There's a knock on your door. Dr. Emily Wolf. <laughs> Am I expecting anybody? Not in this weather. No, it's late. It's raining. Okay, I've been working late on something. I open the door, rubbing my eyes. Hello? Dr. Wolf. <laughs> and you are? Adam. Okay, Adam, what can I do you for? I just have a few a few questions, if, if you don't mind. What's this about? It's late. Yes, I'm sorry. They're, they're very pressing. Do you, do you have the time, or should I circle back later? Well, you're already here. Come on in. Great. Uh, takes off his old his wet jacket, hangs it up. Leaves the bolo tie on, Leaves strip it onto his yeah. shirt. <laughs> and, uh, okay, we have a seat. Uh... Dr. Wolf, have you been hearing any of the murmurings about uh, what the cause of this, this rain and candy wrappers and uh, ant-like people moving around? Uh, yes, I mean, these, you know, new environmental concerns are definitely um, the subject of, you know, our latest research here at the center. Um, people have been reporting um, kind of like the way like termites uh make like mounds or like ants have like various tunnel systems right? mm-hmm. things like things like that like these these like new kind of very visible habitats like farming under rocks and that kind of thing uh of course we you know haven't been able to identify what organisms are creating these dwellings <laughs> for lack of a better term but uh it's certainly certainly very interesting um i've been working on a grant proposal all night to to try and get some extra funding uh, well, uh, Dr. Wolf may want to put a button in that proposal. Me and my team have already uh, gotten to the bottom of everything here. Uh, it's uh, just a, a small outbreak of uh, liverwurst ants. Liverwurst ants? Yes, uh, very rare species um, that due to the damp conditions and uh, exceeding amounts of glucose in this environment uh, have been able to thrive in a way that they wouldn't have otherwise. Who did you say you so, worked for? Sorry, are you from the university? The United States government. How much was your grant for? Pulls out. He pulls out his his checkbook and rings it out a little bit in the <laughs> in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did you did you come here to bribe me? Doctor Wolf, I am writing a blank check for you right now. Mm-hmm. I will put in all the details, and I. We'll just leave that there for you. Now, just remember, liver worst ants. We appreciate all that you do here. Your research it's very valuable, but uh, perhaps would be your skills would be better used somewhere else this time. <laughs> well, I look forward to reading your paper on the liver worst ants when you get that published. Yes, it will be a page turner. He stands. He leaves puts on his coat and walks into the rainy darkness. As you do, Adam, uh, across the expanse of the New Mexico Badlands in the distance, you see the flicker of what, at first blush, someone might mistake for fireflies. So let's jump into our second turn. Six of spades. All right. Spades is a sighting. Maybe what significance does this sight hold for your faction? 
Does the creature reside here currently? Did they in the past describe their home or lair? And for phenomena, uh, what moral lesson does your faction use this to justify? So I picked this uh, symbol in the bottom corner that is like three skulls. And I kind of had the thought that maybe this is a old nuclear testing ground. Cool. And I think this is like a place that is like cut off and Manny and his buddies snuck in like in the dead of night one night to discover what looks like little pools um, shooting up from the groundwater, like deep groundwater, even though this is desert and um, some mounds or whatever and like candy wrappers of in around these pools. And if you look into them, you can see what look like eggs. Like I'm imagining um, it almost looks like uh, like a mosquito breeding ground, like standing water. If you taste the water, it is extremely sweet. Sweet egg water. Yeah, sweet it's a delicacy. Um, I love this. I love all these details. Let's. I think we should jump right in. I think we pan across a long stretch of barbed wire fence until we see a huge section that has had a hole cut out of it with shears. Um, and beyond the fence, we see some silhouettes against the uh, fading, like last streaks of purple sunset. Manny and three or four of his buddies, he has led on a bit of a mission to this old decommissioned nuclear site. And one of them goes, Manny, what are we doing out here? Or should I call you Truth Lover 99? Should we use our handles? Truth Lover 69. Honestly, <laughs> Truth Lover 69. <laughs> Honestly, Kawaii 83, I think. Thanks. <laughs> I think that that's for the best. I'm sure there are cameras all over this place. We don't want um, those suits that we've been seeing to know that we're looking here. Kawaii 83 hands out maid gloves to all members of the party so they don't leave fingerprints. Mm hmm. Manny leads the uh, little troop very seriously through a hole in the fence that it's like a like an open secret of a way to get into this nuclear testing site. When they make their way through, they see maybe even like a dazzlingly beautiful scene because of like the specks of little lights that surround this glimmering sugar water. And it's like the smell is maybe overwhelming, like the sickly sweet smell. And this was not here last week, because I think the truthies keep an eye on this site. Kawaii 3 says, do we even have any evidence that this was ever like a nuclear site or could it just be like a whole government psyop? Like you could just tell people it could be anything with some length of barbed wire and they just believe it. The, the sheeple would just like drink it up. It's entirely a possibility. I know there was um, lots of talk about people seeing the explosions back in the uh, 40s, but they could have just been putting those up for show. Yeah, I saw a video that was just like a cloud that they made out of like special effects and it wasn't even real. Yeah. <laughs> it was an Avengers movie. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a video at the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe of Shadows <laughs> will take out their Polaroid because they don't trust digital cameras because digital cameras can be hacked. Uh, take out their Polaroid, take photos of this beautiful scene and hand them out to everyone and says, don't lose these. They're going to try to take them from you. Don't lose these, but also don't post them. This is m my question to the answer of like, what lesson does this justify? We don't want those FBI ass... Um, holes. Sorry? Holes. Holes? F 
FBI motherfucker. I didn't know the term asshole. I'm sorry. It's new to me. And those FBI. Stop teaching Jory swear words. (laughs) She's like a parrot. Can't. Okay, okay, okay. 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 Um, Getting whiff that we're on their tails, okay? Kawaii 8-3 has sliced a little hairline crack into the sole of their sneaker, and they're cramming the Polaroid in (laughs) so that no one will find it. We are sworn to the truth, and we are going to keep each other's secrets, but keep them truly together by ourselves. All right. What do we do? It smells so... I mean, it smells pretty good. It smells like my mom's vape. Gave a shout out. Manny takes a uh, sample. He brought like a little test tube, takes a little sample of, of the uh, water and says, I got some buddies who have a chemistry set. Not a lab, a set. Some buddies who <laughs> own some test tubes. They'll swirl these around and look up at them real good. Exactly. Exactly, Kawaii. I can't remember your number. <laughs> Kawaii 3. Kawaii it's like Kawaii three. 50, but very different. <laughs> Kawaii 50 is way better. Can we just say that a few times and replace it in there? Well, we're kind of to Kawaii 50. <laughs> that is good. That's great. All right, we're going to sample these. Is that, what's in them? It looks like, Little eggs? Like fish eggs? Maybe. What if you ate it and it and it activated your 77th gene, <gasps> the one that's illegal? Oh, maybe this is how they... This is what they put in Fox News that makes it so addictive. This is what's in the, uh, <laughs> the uh, COVID vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Lordy, Liz, we can't make an anti-vax episode. We're not it's anti-vax, t- the truth is... <laughs> If you've ever drank the sweet water at the nuclear site, don't worry about what's in the COVID vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Manny's going to send this to to his buddies who have a chemistry set and wait for for the results. I love it. I love this um, breeding ground. That's so creepy and interesting. Yeah. I think we're on to the clue grabbers, right? Yeah. I got a four of hearts. Ooh, hearts. A ritual site. Select a cacti. Uh, let's answer what belief your faction has about the creature. Let's describe the environment. And I like how has the creature aided you too. My pitch is that the, these these cactuses um, like glow. The sound puzzles where they like glow in an order and they make different notes. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. The clue grabbers are out in the desert. Maybe they've um, laid their trap. So maybe they've made like a a trail of candy through the cacti. And maybe they're finding out that they're lost. And the sun's going down and they don't even know where they parked their bikes. And they're like Hansel and Gretel reverse trying to follow their own trail of candy in the dark. Um, Maybe let's start there. Mm -hmm. Javier, where are we? I don't know. My phone is dead. Can, is the is the trail still here? Where? This isn't the one where you're the dog. No, I was my mouth is full of candy. Oh. <laughs> Lindsay, we can't see where we're going if you eat all the candy. Turns out toffee's really good, guys. Not again, Lindsay. Marissa, can you tell where we are from the orientation of the sun and the cactus? Uh, Marissa makes up some bullshit. <laughs> she like puts her finger in her mouth to feel the wind. Sticks her finger up above her head and goes, North is that way. And just points. Well, great. Now we're really lost. 
Oh man, this is worse than that time we got stuck in traffic. Oh. <laughs> like um, in the car. Marissa tried to drive. <laughs> when Marissa thought she could drive as a 12-year-old. <laughs> Marissa starts walking. Ow! And pulls a cactus thorn out of her arm. Oh, are you okay? Ah, that hurt more than usual. Because I'm always walking in the cactuses. Marissa, look at your cut. It's glowing. Ew, does that mean there's, like, bacteria? What happens if it's glowing? Look, the cactuses are glowing, too. <gasps> This is kind of a vibe. It's kind yeah. of a vibe. It's kind of lit. <laughs> I, I bring Javier the big red notebook of clues. And I say, do we think the creature made these cactuses glow? Oh, maybe. Do you think it's trying to communicate with us? Like how fireflies glow to send messages to other fireflies? Yes. Absolutely. Look, another one just lit up. Oh, over there. Should we go in that direction? Yes, we should follow it. Let's go. Okay, let's hurry. Clue grabbers, roll out. Away! (laughs) And I think the clue grabbers follow this line, this path of glowing cactuses until it leads them all the way back to Javier's backyard in Extraño. And they see that um, the pile of candy in the corner of the shed wall has grown even bigger. Marissa turns around towards the cactus and it shouts, Thank you! They're they're saving our lives. They're giving us candy. Maybe they're not so bad after all. Maybe we should be trying to protect them. Or worship them. Or worship them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I think they're trying to tell us something. And I think that they want to be friends. Maybe uh, you know, the candy trap I mean we said it as a trap, but maybe they just thought that was like an offering. So if we bring them as much candy as we can fit in all of our backpacks, then we'll get to be friends with them and they can teach us the secret of the glowing cactuses. Yes. All right, clue grabbers, let's say our clue grabber motto on three. One, two, three. Let's get those let's clues. Let's grab those clues. Yeah, she got it. Uh, clue grabbers. All right, okay. Um, now we have the Mendez. Uh, so the missing Mendez, we got a seven of hearts. Ooh. I want to do this triple X in the middle, and it's an old, um, like, distillery, maybe? Like a shutdown place where they make the boozes and the moonshine? Yeah, tell us about it. Um, Tell us about these questions. I'll need help with this one, but there is rumor here about a person, what happened to them? What natural phenomena here happened, happened here that is attributed to the creature? What problem does the creature's existence solve? Mm, okay. This is an old distillery. Something happened that was like, that was so unbelievable. They shut down the whole site. I think late at night in Extraño, uh, at the edge of town stands a large factory building that looks like it's from an earlier century and um, shadows drift across the parking lot and wrench open a big rusty door and then we hear the voice of the disaffected teen Louisa who says I thought they demolished this place no we just tell you kids that it's demolished so that you don't come in here because it's dangerous is this like a bootlegging this is like a legit distillery this is like this was above board yes yes yeah. Okay. It's not like there's any more booze here to drink anyway. Uh, well, 
you know your sister, she can be a handful, so she might have come to check anyway. And Martina... It's <laughs> <laughs> her rampant alcoholic. <laughs> 19-year-old girl. Marge- Martina's Marge- selling her own daughter up the fucking river, each and every scene. <laughs> Louisa, <laughs> Louisa sounds like she's like the the favorite daughter, maybe the good twin. <laughs> uh, Martina wants to make a good a good showing for her family and steps in first. Abuela, why do we think that Alejandra would even be out here? Is this something to do with all the cursed nonsense you're talking about? Who was the abuela? I was, but now I'm Louisa. Oh, <laughs> Jillian, I think you're up. Um, yes, when they set up the tequila distillery here uh there was a lot of disagreement over agave harvesting practices <laughs> naturally and you know the company pushed ahead anyway and had great business they didn't care much for the advice of the townspeople and our practices so they brought their machines and uh, started digging. I, it was it was very destructive for uh, a long a long period of time, and uh, many believe that you know this uh, this disagreement and the damage that they caused to the soil uh, made something unhappy. You're telling me my sister's gone missing and could be as good as dead, all for some stupid bottles of lousy tequila. I hate this town. (laughs) This was just one nail in the coffin. Uh, I like the idea that, like, this curse or or this phenomena, like, likes to reclaim parts of nature and the land that have been, like, taken by humans. So I'm going to say there's a light above the family that is just being weighed down so heavily by like overgrown roots and plants and at that moment it snaps and it kind of pegs um well you can't hit the old lady so it pegs louisa oh let's get let's get a little it it knocks her out Ah. she's out on the floor yeah martina picks up her daughter and says i don't want this all to be for nothing and she goes further into the t- distillery. Yes, up up here, up the stairs in the office. There's supposedly when... Am I the grandmother now? Yeah, sure, who I cares? Guess. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Martina, when all of this happened way, way back, they said that the president of the tequila company said this town was uh, completely irredeemable, standing in the way of business, and should be lucky to last even another hundred years in this spot. And that is when the people of the prominent families of Extraño started going missing. We need to search his office. We need to see what we can learn. Martina agrees and says, let's go to his office. But we also need to make sure once we get home that this place is completely off the records. This will look awful for our town. Abuela hands out maid gloves to everyone so no one leaves candy prints out of this. <laughs> Abuela is Kawaii 5 Kawaii 5-0. Uh, stupid. No, um, the office door sits on a long, uh, kind of rusty and rickety catwalk above the main distillery floor. And when you try the door, Martina, it's unlocked. Inside, um, for a second, you think you see like flickering firefly lights around the disused shelves and the open drawers of the bureau. But then after a second, you blink and it looks like they've all gone out or they were never there. 
spooky. Um, I look at the dog, I say, spot, guard the door, and I go to to rifle through all of the papers. And inside, you open the the drawer, the first drawer of the desk of the president of the long-disbanded tequila company, and inside you see um, not a sheaf of papers that would help you understand the curse, but instead an entire village. Houses built out of old matchsticks and pencil ends and roofed with candy wrappers. Uh, Roads carved into the particle board floor of the drawer that little tiny, tiny children, specks of dust essentially, are running along. And uh, a big prominent, like, well, it looks kind of like the extraño town council building at the back of this desk with torches glimmering uh, in miniature at the front. Martina, it seems like you found the headquarters of mini extraño, extranito. Uh, Martina peers in and she's already had a glimpse, so she's not freaking out so much this time. And she looks around, decides it's not worth looking for whoever looks most in charge because they're all gonna hear her anyway because she's big. Where is my daughter? And I think that's the that's the end of this seat for the Mendez. This is very weird. I like it. <laughs> We're on to V sector. Oh yeah. We got a six of diamonds. Miracle sight. Let's do like the mountain section, but we'll treat them as chasms. This one? Yeah. What hopes or fears does the creature represent? What do people say about the creature? The uh, the V sector. This is like in another part of the world. This has happened, and this mass of of miniature people ultimately overran and decimated a, a small village. Was what the the lore is. Is what people people said. It was just this small town that um, one day was there, and then another day was just not. And then the the gossip and rumor that came from people who say the the legend that came from it is that these these little creatures uh, raised this this place and and basically moved it on a smaller scale to some unknown location that was never discovered. Describe this site for form, because the, the that they're known to hide away and whatnot. One of the V sector agents. Agent Kirby is descending a chasm, rappelling down to see what's what's happening because he's chasing these little tiny firelights that he sees, that he thinks he sees at least at the bottom of this chasm. And so he's going to investigate them, presuming that they are this this creature. And so may, that may lead into the phenomena, but... Oh yeah, how has the creature aided you? So what I want it to be going into like the scene now is that agent kirby is descending and about halfway he he slips and then his safety rope that he does have hooked on just fails it doesn't hold his weight and he falls down to the bottom of the chasm and hits the ground and he he rolls over and there's thankfully no uh no tiny people splattered on his back or anything but he's gotten rid of like a entire tiny industrial district um, and as he sits there, kind of like unable to move, kind of like, what is it? Is it Gulliver's show? It's Gulliver. Uh, yeah, is the situation that he finds himself in. So Agent Kirby is climbing down this chasm, looking for more presence of these tiny, tiny creatures when his safety rope snaps and he plummets an additional 
must be nine or ten feet uh, a fall that could seriously do a lot of damage to him. Um, and when he lands, something sharp and hard uh, digs into the flesh of his back, but he also hears um, strange sounds echoing all around the bottom of his chasm as his eyes adjust to the darkness. What does he see? Looking down, and it's a pretty tight corridor. It's, it's, let's say, only like seven feet wide. He sees this giant mass of people gathered at like a, what looks like a town center. Obviously, small, small, small people. And like, they're the structures of these candy houses and, you know, formed dirt that's kind of damp, kind of starts to also creep up the walls. There's a little bit more height to it. So it's kind of like he's surrounded by on all fronts, these dim little torchlights and tiny little uh, individuals as they kind of en masse in like a parade fashion march towards him. I think their leader, who is Jory, uh, gets a handhold on Agent Kirby's suit and climbs up onto his bolo tie and stares up his nostrils and addresses him. You weren't supposed to come down here. Panicked uh, at, at, at seeing the sight of this creature that that he's been tasked to examine and ultimately probably eliminate, uh, he he reaches for his 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 blaster, let's say, and he puts it he puts it like sideways towards his chest, kind of like close to your tiny little. <laughs> Whoa! This is hilarious. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> I would simply sidestep the bullet. <laughs> uh, and, and it's like, I ain't answering to you. <laughs> if you're just gonna eat me like you did those people, uh, where should the other place have been? It used to be Seattle back, back in the day. If you're just gonna eat me like you did those old people in, in Seattle, I don't know why I said old people, but let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> you got another thing coming, ant. We didn't eat no old people in Seattle. How can I get to Seattle? It would take me like 800 years just to walk there. Well, you probably told your comrades over there. <laughs> you fucking comrades? Is, is this real? And he's kind of like thinks he might be also a little bit delusional from like this 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 pain that he's in and then the gun kind of just like drops lazily onto his chest uh should we help him out of my like rust pocket um i take out a little glowing jar of cactus liquid and i splash it on hmm just in your mouth this would be like one drop. It's a big <laughs> bottle. I don't know how it fit in my pocket when I have to hold it with both hands. Like, you feel immediately way better. Uh, his eyes open up again. He goes, where, where am I? What's going on? Oh, and he sees you and he raises his gun. Oh my god. Alright. Get out of here. Don't bother us again. Gets, he, finally, he finally has his bearings. He's, what happened? What'd you do? Your rope snapped. You didn't tie the knot good enough. You had a concussion and I just got rid of it. Go home. Idiot. He stands up and looks up at the top of the chasm and he, he now that he's finally up and okay, he looks down at his feet and he sees this destroyed district they did. He looks over at all these tiny little eyes staring up at him and, and what he thought would he would see is malicious intent and murderous intent. Uh, and he sees compassion and love and care. Whoa, 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 we don't love you. 
It's just mutual aid. <laughs> maybe he like when he gets up, like you've had to like hold on, and he like picks you up his between his two fingers. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa! Leave my feet on solid your chest, please. <laughs> <laughs> He apologizes and sets you down, and um, he he reaches into his pocket, and he has a bunch of, like, candy he's basically confiscated as part of this investigation, and he, like, sets it down on the ground. Oh, shit. He's got nerd's rope. <gasps> nice. Oh, shit. We could make so much more housing with this nerd's rope. <laughs> the perfect sweet spine of elasticity and structure. <laughs> Now, the only thing is, he, you know, he's got to get out. I think that he just starts, you know, he's a secret agent, so he starts just free climbing. He's, he's prepared now, and he's just going to go for it. Thank you, giant nerds rope man. <laughs> but also, not that much thank you, because it's going to take us, like, three years to fix all this damage. Uh, agent Kirby ascends with a newfound understanding of these. Can we name the cryptid, this, this entity? Does Agent Kirby have, like, a, a name that he now thinks of them as he climbs out of this canyon? Friend. <laughs> Aw. It's just something simple like the hive. The hive. Cool. That's our second round. Do we think we're good for, like, a quick, like, wrap-up mini round, maybe? Is there, like, a, a big event that could tie us all together? Is that interesting? Do we want that? Let's say that the next round is all going to concern an encounter that all four factions have. Truthies, draw your card, ask some questions. Queen! Oh, queen. That means something. Queen of hearts. Drawing a face card means someone in your faction has decided to branch off and modify the belief into something very similar, but with some key differences. This has caused a rift in your faction, and the people are split between the core and the splinters. Face cards have a value of zero. We won't make you do all the questions twice, because that's the opposite of the mini round, but the biggest prompt of your seeing the thrust will be that there's like a splinter of the truthies. Maybe there's a rumor here about a person, what happened to them. The um, truthies are starting to think that Alejandra disappeared around here after the camping trip. So that's the rumor that has been spreading, at least for them, is that maybe she knew too much. For form, what natural phenomena happened here that is attributed to the creature? It's more water. The uh, standing water has spilled throughout and there's like a small lake. For phenomena, who or what has been affected by this creature, maybe? The split in the factions is um, Manny's uh, declaration the night before to not tell anybody be out of fear of the government finding out. Um, there is a second smaller group of the truthies who think that Keeping it a secret makes them know better than the government, and they think they should spread this knowledge far and wide regardless. The truthies are splashing their way through the usually very, 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 very dry New Mexico desert cactus fields, which are now ankle deep in very sweet smelling and tasting water. And uh, at the back of this long line of truthies led by Manny, forum users Princess Bella XOX and I Hate Seinfeld <laughs> are engaged in a heated conversation. Princess Bella XOX says, 
look, like at the end of the day, an actual like girl is missing. Like we need to tell somebody about this because this is not just like, you know, the the truth about what we have all learned today, but this is about like someone's actual life. So we can't just like sit here and keep it a secret. Like that's not good enough. What do you think? I hate Seinfeld. Truth Lover 99 loves its secrets. And uh, it's just like the feds. They love their secrets too. We have to, we have to spread this. The people need to know. You don't think the Truth Lover 99 is a triple agent, do you? Oh, he might be. He's always telling us what to do. He could be leading us to a, to a sting operation right now. He's the one who could get us into the nuclear plant, so anything's possible. You know, that always just strikes me as weird. I hate Seinfeld. I've never told you this, but I've been looking at your posts for a very long time on truthosity.web.dark and <laughs> I've, I've always thought that you had the most rational enlightened mind of any of the posters in that forum thank you that means a lot let's call it right now i call i call a truth <laughs> truth truth lover 99 we no longer feel that the truthies are in safe hands we respect that you're an extraño native and that you wanted to uh lead this crusade but we have seen some evidence and we are she drops the S word. Skeptical of your claims. Truth lover 99 crosses his arms. With what evidence do you think that I am incorrect? First off, that's a logical fallacy. I didn't say anything about evidence. Second of all, it's clear that you were leading us to predetermined sites in order to uh, corroborate your own version of this story. And we have reason to suspect that Truth Lover 99 may not love Truth 99%. I love Truth 100%. I was born in the year 1999. That's just so young, <laughs> Truth Lover 99. I never should have followed you here. This is it. We are calling, we're drawing a line in this wet, syrupy water. We don't trust him. We are out of here. Who's with us? I. Gabe of Shadows are like, you guys aren't from here and you're stupid. That hurts Gabe of Shadows more than you know. Yeah, is it the split, like, people from the town and people from out of town? Yeah, Princess Bella XOX says that, I think the people who live in Extraño are too close to this phenomenon and they have been contaminated by their lifestyle here and they are no longer able of processing what's true. And I think this town probably wants these these creepy little egg men to be here and they don't even realize how dangerous this whole thing is. We're going to go to the authorities and tell them about Alejandra's disappearance and Princess Bella XOX and I Hate Seinfeld and um, a few others, Kawaii Five O among them, splash off away. <laughs> so let's wrap up uh, the clue grabbers. They're making their way. They're finding these um, unwashed conspiracy theorists in the cactus field. Entry the Ten of Clovers. Ten of Clovers. So we've got a ten and a fragment. We're going to find some really juicy evidence here. Questions that we're answering. Describing the creature's physical appearance, maybe. And... Like, describe how this place is used. Yeah, the kids are, like, sloshing through... Sloshing through the water. And... I think they, they find some of these Iggies. Well, what are these things? Well, they kind of look like eggs. Like mosquito eggs, kind mosquito of. Mosquito eggs, frog eggs. Caviar. Yeah. <laughs> Should we t- taste one? Uh, it's really sweet. I already ate some. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> thank you, Lindsay, <laughs> the taste tester. Does somebody have a flashlight? Yeah, of course. They always carry my flashlight with me on clue missions. Because I think we should hold the light up and see if there's anything inside. We wedge the, the flashlight into the dirt and then, like, pass some eggs over it. What do we see inside the egg? It's, it's not a tiny creature. That's for sure. I think it's like, um, like swirling mist. Whoa. That's not like any bug I ever saw. Marissa goes to try to pop one open. <gasps> yeah, I think when if you pop it, it'll release like a glowing light. And then maybe it plays like a voice clip of like somebody's memory. Jordan, what's the memory clip? This is my favorite place to swim. Whoa, let's try another one. Mommy, mommy, watch me dive. The clue grabbers start popping these memoregs and hear all of these like fun sounds of people swimming and enjoying what was obviously like a really fun kind of oasis here. Javier, do you have the big red notebook? Of course. He pulls it out. Uh, Jamie draws one of the eggs and Jamie's like the artist. So she takes a second. She like gets the shading right. And she goes, so these little people... They are made out of memories? I don't know if they're... Are they... I don't know. Okay, well, if I'm wrong, you can just correct me. I'll I'll erase it. I put it in an erasable pencil in the the big red clue notebook. Sorry, Javier. (laughs) I... I don't... I don't know that they... That they're, like, made of memories, but they're definitely, like, collecting them. Maybe it's, like, photographs for us. Is eggs for them? Yeah. Whoa. We've done some research on this area, and... It looks like this whole place used to be uh, underwater. Back in the 1800s, there's a map of this area of Extraño, and this used to be like a small lake. Whoa. So are they trying to make it a lake again? Marissa has a water bottle that she pulls out and pours out a little, like, her water, which is not very much because there's sand. She's like, I want to help. That's good of you, Marissa. Uh, and that's when Javier looks up and sees both the truthies splashing towards the clue grabbers, as well as in the distance, Councilwoman Martina Mendez. So we last left off. Um, Martina was shouting into a filing cabinet saying, where is my daughter? And um, I don't know if it was because it was very vague or because they can't really communicate super well with each other. But all Martina could understand was a direction. So she starts walking. Uh, And she walks to this field that is definitely not usually so marshy and wet, but right now it is a wet, wet desert. And she sees a huge, a big mass of hoodlums. Uh, She can't tell the difference between the clue clue grabbers and the truthies. They just look like hoodlums. (laughs) Really in touch with her constituency. (laughs) Well, actually, I think Martina would um, align with these truthies because she also would like to keep this a secret. So she'll come and kind of maybe see you guys arguing. Six. My question. So there's the, does the creature currently uh, reside here? Did they in the past describe their home or lair? And then also the, what tradition was born from this site? So I think Martina wants to come here and, you know, having interacted a little bit with the truthies and clue grabbers, maybe she can suss out that it was originally this lake, like you were saying, and she now has heard that these are like memory pods. And maybe Martina says... Let's keep this under wraps. This doesn't need to alert the town, but maybe a new tradition is born where they like keep this place 
wet or like encourage it to be like a place where the cryptids can come and like have their oasis. Yeah, uh, let's hear a little bit of Martina talking to Jory as the truthies and um, Jillian as the clue grabbers. Yeah, she's she's stomping over in heels. Yes, she wore heels even camping. And there's twigs in her hair. Queen shit. (laughs) What is going on? Who flooded this place? The tiny candy people. Tiny candy people. Yeah. Oh, sweetheart, uh, those aren't real. We have evidence, opens the notebook. Shit. Okay, they're real. (laughs) (laughs) And she pulls out a crisp $5 bill and is like, how am I going to get you kids to not tell your parents or anyone else of voting age about this? Uh, whoa, why do you want to keep them a secret so bad? Faintly, as Martina struggles to explain her outrageous situation, we hear um, from a few feet away, tiniest, tiniest voice you could imagine. Mama! Yeah! <laughs> It's me! She points to herself in shock. Alejandra? Yeah, I'm over here. She picks her up and she says, What happened? How did you get so pequeña? I don't really know. I woke up uh, the morning after when we started camping and I was on the floor of the tent, but the floor of the tent went on forever and ever and no one could hear me. And then these people showed up and they told me they needed me and they gave me a lot of candy, actually. It was really good. Uh, And then they took me here to this field and um, they said that they were finally ready for something called this generation's queen. Oh, my dear sweetheart. And she explains, Martina explains this curse that she's kept from her fam- from her daughters in hopes that they would never have to find out. So am I just going to like, I mean, I guess I'm not hurt, but am I just going to be like this forever? We can try to find a solution, but sweetheart, I, we might have to take you home and you'll just be small. I mean, I'll save money on dresses and food. You know what? This could be really good. I could save up and pay for college this time. <laughs> Martina leans down and she tells the people, I have to take my daughter back, but what can I bring you here in return? I can come every week. Do you need candy? We do need candy. Can she come back once a quarter for legal ceremonies, <clears throat> signings, declarations? Yes, Alejandra will come with me and deliver all your candy. Great. And she looks at the truthies and the clue grabbers because she thinks she can kind of sway them into helping. Can I rely on you to carry on this tradition with me? You can rely on me, but uh, I already had a few people who know just say they're going to spread the word and leave. So you might need a bit of a propaganda campaign against it. Let's get V-Sector to bring us on home. Helicopters. Sounds of of many helicopters as they land and encircle everyone here. And out steps Agent Wolf, the one that strong-armed the doctor earlier, not the one from the chasm. And he steps out and he says, What's going on here? Don't answer. We already know. And, I don't know, they produce some strange devices and start to encircle children, truthers, and uh, a councilwoman, and a couple tiny people. Learn my name. I'm very important in this town. Hey, you can't do this to us. We have inalienable rights. This is a code black situation, and as such, we're going to have to, uh, unfortunately, 
erase your memories of everything that transpired here. And they pull out. I'm just gonna lean in. We watch Men in Black. We're just gonna do it. They pu they pull out the Men <laughs> yeah, in Black yeah. memory erasers, and you hear, "Stop!" As someone in the horizon with the setting sun hobbles towards his bolo tie dangling in the wind. <laughs> Agent Kirby, having ascended from the chasm, nice. breaks through the line of helicopters and says, No, not this time. We, we can't do this. I've realized that the people here, points out hunger says, these people, they are all that is good and pure in the world, and we were wrong. Oh, how we were wrong. Sir, you can't tell us to suspend this operation. This is Claude. You need a level 16 or higher clearance. He, uh, he pulls out a big phone and holds it to his ear, <laughs> extending an antenna, and he presses a button that says, I don't know, President of World. <laughs> and on the other, he goes, yes. Mr. President, and like, for the sake of it, we'll just say kind of through hushed tones, they go back and forth, but the gist of the conversation is like, you know, him explaining the situation of that they were wrong and that these are good people and and we shouldn't be trying to, you know, erase them from the, from the, from history. And besides, he says, <laughs> I hear that I hate Seinfeld and Hawaii, or Kauai Five-O, they're gonna leak it anyway, Mr. President. We gotta get ahead of the curve on this one. And he hangs up and he turns to the other V-Sector agents and says, All right, let's get out of here. Well, that's a knot that tied itself. The V-Sector agents climb back up into their helicopters, which take off, spraying sweet water all over the two dozen or so assembled residents of Extraño in the middle of this pond. And uh, they fly off into the New Mexico sun. To wrap up the game, we can determine our scores by tallying up the values of uh, the cards we drew. It looks like, uh, okay, Jory got nine, Jordan got 11, uh, Jillian got 19 and Eli got 23. So Eli, that means that the Mendez family's beliefs about the creature uh, become dominant. The curse of Extraño is kept under wraps, although rumors swirl around the town's most prominent families, at least once in a generation. And the ideas of uh, liverwurst ants or government conspiracies do not make it far in Extraño. The rest of you make your agreement to guard the secret of the tiny people of Extraño, New Mexico, to make sure they have ample time to seek audience with their queen, Alejandra, <laughs> when she's home from college breaks. And I think Councilwoman Mendez is pressured into uh, creating a special discretionary fund for the clue grabbers for their next mystery hunting fiscal year so they can spruce up their shed. And I think Manny of the Truthies, knowing that he has reached the ultimate truth, is elevated to the position of moderator on the truth.web.dark forums. Thanks for listening to another Many Realms One-Shot. Today we played Folk Form Phenomena by Maxwell Lander and Jonathan Levstein. Go buy it and start making your own myths. 
Uh, if you like what you heard today, our show has several other one-shots and three completed campaigns that you can find on therealmscast.com or wherever you cast your pods. And if you're able, we'd love for you to consider supporting the podcast at patreon.com slash many realms. Our Patreon is stuffed full with behind-the-scenes notes for each game, bloopers and outtakes, bonus episodes, art and music. It's actually so, so cool. And supporting us helps us do things like afford music subscriptions and file storage. We're really hoping to pay for transcripts for all of our episodes to help keep our kind of work on the show sustainable. So your support really, really helps us there. Um, If you want to support the show in a less fiscal way, you can tell somebody about Many Realms. It's how we find new listeners. We don't really run ads. um, So word of mouth is a really, really big help. Okay, thank you for listening to all of that. New episode in two weeks. Uh, Be good. Until then, I left money on the counter for pizza. (laughs) Bye.